welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to today's show. I am absolutely delighted to be here with you because this topic that we are talking about today, Bye Bye Boring Bio, is I honestly think one of the most important topics that any author who's written a book um, needs to know because so many of you make the mistake of like writing your book and then just sort of sloughing off the bio or struggling with the bio so much that you can't even like write one. Um, that used to be a whole lot of people before they discovered my guest today, Nancy Jutton. And uh, she actually wrote a, an amazing workbook I used for myself um, several years ago in her first iteration of it called Bye Bye Boring Bio. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. But before I introduce Nancy, if you are listening to this episode when it was just released on October 5th, it is not too late for you to join me, and I certainly hope you will join me on Thursday, October 8th for my one-day free live virtual transformational author experience. It's going to be a full day of training to help you overcome any of the mindset, the time, the creative blocks that keep you from really doing what you're here to do and getting your message out in the world and writing your book. So you can learn more about that at Transformational Author Experience. It's a mouthful, but it's easy to remember. TransformationalAuthorExperience.com. And of course, you can see that in the show notes, along with some great resources from my um, guest, Nancy, today. So let me introduce Nancy, and then we'll go from there. I think first I want to just introduce Nancy as someone who landed on my radar I don't know, probably almost a decade ago. It's been a while. Um, but Nancy lent her support to one of my um, earlier versions of the transformational author experience, like an online summit type of um, training. And she's like, oh, you know, I'd love to support this with my, you know, share it with my community. I'm like, wow, thank you, Nancy, whoever you are. She just really impressed me when she reached out. She supported it. She did a great job sharing it with her community. And then the next year, she was a guest that I interviewed, and then I interviewed her again and again, because this topic of bios is so important, and no one really rocks this um, more than, I think, Nancy Jutton. So we are truly blessed to have her here today talking about this topic. So that's the, that's the personal introduction, but I will tell you that since 2009, Bye Bye Boring Bio author Nancy Jutton has upgraded bios for speakers experts and authors like you who once struggled to broadcast their brilliance on paper or online. And she truly says that a brilliant bio opens the door to something more instead of a snore. Um, and the time to make yours memorable is certainly right now. And that's what we're going to do. So welcome to the show today, Nancy. Thanks, Christine. It's been so good to know you all these years and to still be working together and making magic happen. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, me too. I am grateful that you're here as well. Um, I always love getting started by finding out, like, how did you land in this world of authorship? What was the journey that got you here writing, you know, your Bye Bye Boring book? 
bye-bye boring bio book. That's a mouthful. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> but, a big, I'm such a fan of alliteration. So yeah. it, really, it really started in the aftermath of the Great Recession of 2008. At that time, I owned a public relations agency that helped authors, experts, speakers, and CEOs get seen, heard, and celebrated in the media for their winning ways. But when the economy fell apart, my PR agency fell apart too. And my husband and I just bought a new house. We couldn't sell the one we left. And I was wondering how we were going to be able to borrow from Peter to pay Paul to pay the mortgage. And a friend of mine said, you're so good at describing how people make their magic and open doors for them. Why don't you write a book about making bios better for client attraction? And she literally dared me. And I honestly didn't have anything better to do. And I absolutely needed to pay the mortgage. So I put pen down on paper and I wrote this workbook in like three weeks. And this is truly what happened. I mean, it was accidental authorship because of necessity. I had an email list of about 1,085 names. I wrote a simple message and said, are you struggling to attract clients in this difficult economy? I've written a book to help you get that problem solved. Go buy it. I said a little prayer. I hit send and I walked the dog. And when I came back, I couldn't believe my eyes. It was like screen after screen after screen of you have an order, you have an order, you have an order. I couldn't believe it. It was enough to pay the mortgage. And that's how it started. It was accidental. It was essential. It was a, a way to bring home the bacon at the precise time that I needed to bring it home to fry it up in a pan. And I have been so grateful that I took that dare because what would have happened otherwise? Such a great dare though. I mean, look at what has created for you in your, you know, your business and how it's helped other people. It really has been quite amazing. And I love that story because certainly like necessity is the mother of invention, right? I mean, it gets so many of us, I mean, I'm only doing what I'm really doing in the way I'm doing it now because of what I went through it back in those days. So uh, yeah, I totally get it. So let's, let's dive in now to talking a little bit about, um, bios, author bios in particular, because what I've experienced in the, I don't know, more than a decade and the tens of thousands of people that I've coached over the years is that for some of them, it is easier for them to write a 50,000 word manuscript than it is for them to write a 50 word or 150 word bio, you know, tooting their own horns and touting their own brilliance. So um, why do you think that is, first of all, and what can authors do to make it easier to get that bio written? You tell it so true. <laughs> it's well, just what I've seen over and over and over. And, like, and then, you know, and my, like my private clients have come to me like, let me just write it. And I'll just, you know, write it out 50, 100 words, whatever. They're like, oh my gosh, like that's it, you know, but they took them weeks and they couldn't get a sentence down practically, some of them. So, and I mean, and I love them all. If you're listening, like, I love you, you know that, um, but it can be really hard. So like, what is the deal with writing a book, but not being able to write a bio? Well, I have several theories. It's, people write books for a whole variety of reasons. It's a memoir. It's to have a legacy. It's to cross it off the bucket list. It's to transform a life. And so most authors that I've come in contact with want to transform lives and make a difference. And then when they start writing, they're not thinking about how they're going to ultimately sell that book so that more people's lives will be transformed. So what I would suggest is 
begin with the end in mind. If you go to this immeasurably challenging and rewarding effort to create a 50,000 word manuscript, what if you started first by saying, what do I want my readers to know about how awesome and life transforming this book is going to be? And can I call that down to its essential essence before I even start? Because what you want, I'm I'm surmising, is that thousands of people will be rushing to buy your book, download the preview to it, invite you to speak on their podcast, their broadcast, their television show. Maybe Oprah will be showcasing your book in her book club. Think about the biggest possible outcome that you want that book to accomplish for you, and then give them something on the back of the book that lets them know that you are the answer to their prayer. If you start there with the end in mind, it isn't bragging, it isn't boasting, it's letting the reader know that this is the answer to a prayer that they would be best to stop browsing and start buying. And let's keep that, our eye on that ball. That's my advice. Well, it's great advice. And I think some of you listening right now might be like, oh man, okay, that's a big content context mindset shift into really embodying that you, this book, is the answer to someone's prayers and owning that to such a degree that you can write a bio that reflects like that truth, right? This is the answer to someone's prayers. Um, Because I think a lot of people, even though they write these amazing books, sometimes have difficulty owning it. And I think to write the great bio, you've got to be able to own it in order to write it. Yes, indeed. And let's, let's, let's be editors of our own magnificent experience. If you've been on the planet for any length of time, chances are what you are doing now may not be what you did 20 or 30 or further beyond in your background. So a good bio is going to take the best and leave the rest and only include the most relevant credentials, accomplishments, and insights so that the words and the music match. So many people have changed horses in the stream, especially given recent global pandemic events. Maybe what you were doing even six months ago isn't what you're doing now. So have the presence and the discretion to choose those items that are most relevant about your journey to showcase in your bio and leave the rest to the cutting room floor. And that's what good editing is all about. Chances are that 50,000 word manuscript is going to be even better at 40,000 words when it's beautifully edited. Your bio will be better when it's beautifully edited too. So well said. And I'm, I'm just curious because one of the things that I see, because I want you to just kind of point out a couple of mistakes that people might be making and then see if we can offer some solutions and I, you know, just ideas to get them uh, sort of rolling with their, with their bio writing. But one of the things that I see is people write all sorts of stuff that is kind of irrelevant, unnecessary, mm-hmm. you know, just like this laundry list that's kind of honestly, sometimes boring to read. And then like the very last line is this gem, (laughs) but I had to read through the entire bio of like stuff that really didn't like, how does this relate? And then for like some golden nugget at the end. So that is a mistake that I know that I've seen. It's like they buried the brilliance instead of put it front and center as the headline. Um, But what other kind of mistakes are you seeing authors make when they're writing their bios? Well, I have this fun little talk I give called the ABCs of 
bio blenders and what to do instead. So some of my favorite A's are absence of proof, arrogance. Um, don't say you're highly acclaimed and you're a best-selling author if you've only sold two books and most of them to your sisters. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't make bold, ridiculous claims that people will feel as hype instead of the truth. Don't be boring. And you know what? This is an interesting thing to, that I invite everyone to do. Sometimes what we really want is to get invited to that big podcast, that big broadcast, that important stage where we're going to get to share our message with millions. If you were the decision maker trying to choose people to come to that stage and you read that bio that you have, would you want to pick that person to take their place? If we could all put on our producer hat and say, you know, of all the bios I've written lately, which ones are the ones that I can't wait to invite to do something bigger and bolder? Read your bio from that filter to see whether or not it meets the mark and ask someone in the transformational author community what they think, because sometimes we just miss the mark. <laughs> we just miss the mark. Uh, failure to differentiate is a big one. How many more author, speaker, coaches do we need in the world? Nobody needs another generic author, speaker, coach, snooze, you lose. We need a transformational speaker. We need a... Um, uh, a game-changing, you know, we don't go generic when you can go specific. That would be a thing not to do. And then something that sometimes people forget to do is they forget to put sassy sound bites or things or points of proof from people with names that we would know to demonstrate that we're keeping company with great folks. And if you are not yet singing, you know, earning the praises of Christine Closer for your brilliant book, have you worked with a client? Have you had a reader say something brilliant about your book? Have you had a meeting planner say you were the best speaker that ever spoke at the conference? And maybe you have a sassy soundbite of your own that could be showcased in your bio that conveys some personality so that we know that you're somebody that we can't wait to cuddle up with on the couch and turn the pages and get to know you better. Make them real, make them authentic, make them engaging so that people turn from browsers to buyers. Yes, real, authentic, engaging. Just let those words land because I think the mistake that some others make, and you might have made this one yourself on your own bios as you're listening, is you try to do it like you think it should be done like there's some way that it's supposed to be. And sometimes in the trying of doing that to make it quote unquote right, you actually lose the realness and you lose the authenticity and you lose the personalness and the bio almost feels like it's a little bit distant instead of warm and engaging and welcoming to those people who are reading it and are like, man, I need to know more about him or her. So Nancy, do you have any suggestions as to, you know, ways that people can, you know, quote unquote, sort of warm up that bio and give it that real, you know, authentic kind of feel? Well, one thing still is, tooting, you know, while still tooting your own horn, of course. Well, one thing that's probably uh, no one's expecting to hear is make sure that that photo that you have on the back of the book conveys that brand and personality. Photography over the last several years has changed dramatically, and those heavily posed photographs where someone's leaning on their hand and looking like, you know what I'm talking about, like that thinking man pose where it looks really contrived. Like, I'm so over that. 
<laughs> I'm so over that. I mean, can you have a photo that conveys the qualities of everything you, you want to be, have, and do? Or like the stale gray background that looks like you did it in glamour shots or something, <laughs> or, you know, yeah, or just, just like, make like, sure your photo, make sure your photo is, is current and engaging and likable. And most importantly, is an accurate reflection of what you look like in the mirror. Because when you go out on a book tour and people are expecting you to look a certain way and you look completely different, that's a disconnect. That's a mistake. The, to your other question, what are some of the ways that we can make our bios brilliant like i'll just share something from my bio it says clients describe nancy as all of the help and none of the hype and generous quick clever and kind clients say that about me one of my objectives is that more clients will want to work with me and so instead of saying that I, you know to, for them to say that i'm all of the help and none of the hype and generous quick clever and kind people know that i'm not a shark that i am going to be over generous and then I'm going to give them the very best that I have. And I'm going to turn a phrase as I do it. And if that's appealing to them, they're going to be excited to work with me. So I have the courage to say what people say about me so that it has a client attracting factor about it. Another thing you can do is tell a story in your bio. And I often say that I took, uh, I took the challenge to figure out how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop and was made to feel important by the president of the company when he sent me a certificate to reward me for doing that. And that was the single moment that determined that I was going to be using words to make other people feel important for the rest of my life. I took a story that was memorable and turned it into a message that should make other people feel really glad that they found me. So what can you say about yourself that's relevant to what you do that will make people fall in love with you at hello and also have them remember something about that. I'm guessing that people who are listening right now are going to say, that gal knows how many licks it takes to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. And she, she's, she's adorable. She's just the kind of person I'm looking for. So well, you know what's funny is like I read the very first iteration of the bio that you sent me when you in, you know, when you email ended up in my inbox, like, hi, I'm Nancy Jutton. And I see what you're doing. And I'd love to support you. And here's a little bit about me. Like, and I've introduced you with the Tootsie Pop thing. And it is, it's just this little something that's, you know, different, unique, memorable, and very real and authentic. So back to the real and authentic piece. I love it. And I also just want to point out, you know, for you in your bio to be able to state what other people say about you in such a concise, you know, powerful way like that is worth like a gazillion times of you saying you know, I'm quick, kind, generous, and, you know, whatever the fourth word was, but um, caring probably. And, it, you know, when you can get that third party, even though it's not specific to one person, like endorsement is like, this is what people say. And that's another great way, like for those of you that don't have a big name, um, as Nancy mentioned earlier, like that's a great way to bring in that credibility. Um, well, you know, what, you know what else is great about that, Christine? Listen, I've been at this for over 10 years, I have heard every reason why people can't get their bio down to 50 words. I've heard all of their head trash that's preventing them from turning it into big cash. I have heard it all. I know you have too. And when you have the courage to ask people who know you well, what words and phrases come to mind when you think about me, the work I do, the difference I make, and what I've accomplished so far? When you ask people to answer that question and they answer it gladly 
the words that come back to you will be such a boost to your confidence. They will be such a game changer for you, especially if you have been overstaying your welcome in pity party hotel or I'm not good enough or I'm not important enough or whatever your head trash might be. When people come back and say, you're a human exclamation point on steroids, you're a word wizard that makes magic every time you open your mouth, you're whatever you are, like take that as truth and run with it and don't let it stop you. You either get to argue for your upside or you get to argue for your limitations. And in this day and age, arguing for our limitations doesn't serve us at all. And it doesn't serve our readers either. Absolutely not. And very well said. And, you know, some of you, I have a feeling right now, like your wheels have begun to spin and turn and think, hmm, maybe I could add that to my bio or maybe I could add that to my bio. Um, But I actually want to reverse the wheels real quick and ask you to just state that question one more time, because it was a very powerful question that you ask clients Um, I would love for you to speak it again and speak it slowly because I'm sure um, we've got people like ready to write down that question. Like, Oh, what is that question? I just felt it as I was, we were talking, I'm like, Oh my gosh, we need to hear that again. So can you reiterate the question again that you would ask clients to elicit those kinds of words and reflections? I would be happy to. Thank you. Find the 10 clients that know you best, know your work, know your value that you love and that they loved you. And ask them, what words or phrases come to mind when you reflect on the work we've done together, the impact it's made, and what the experience and results were for you? Perfect. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And I actually want to switch course here just a little bit because you've all got some ideas of some of the mistakes to avoid, some of the things to include um, in your bio. But Nancy, you know, as an author yourself, right, you said you wrote the book originally 10 years ago. Um, I'm just curious because you just did a complete overhaul of your own book and you did it rather quickly, So, you know, and I actually overhauled a book that I wrote back in 2008. I overhauled it in 2018. I did like a 10-year anniversary edition. And I'm just curious to hear from you because we might have some listeners who like, you know, they wrote their books a while ago and they're looking at doing an update or a newer version. Like what compelled you to go back, you know, to something that worked really well um, and make this big overhaul and sort of, you know, come out again with this new version um, at this particular, you know, in this particular time? Well, it's an excellent question. You know, the first time the economy fell apart, motherhood, you know, the necessity was the mother of invention and I needed to create something that would solve an urgent problem for which people would be willing to invest a modest amount to get the solution. 10 years go by and I've ridden that horse pretty well and done pretty well for myself. But when I revisited the first book, because COVID-19 happened and a lot of things changed for a lot of us, and we have to sort of revisit, like, is this what I continue on, I want to continue to do, or is there some new horse I'm supposed to be riding into the, into the, to the horizon? So when I revisited Bye Bye Boring Bio, the very first edition, I read it with fresh eyes, and I asked myself, is it relevant? Is it of service? Did I target the right audience? Could I do better? And would it be a blessing to bring a new version to 2020 and all the answers came back as big 
that yeses, I needed to redo the book because I needed to focus on speakers, experts, and authors specifically. The whole world has gone virtual this year, and so many people need to be raising their voice and making their impact with podcasts, broadcasts, and other virtual platforms, and they need to master the etiquette of creating relationships with hosts and wowing them before and after the show and being ready for those big opportunities. And I also wanted to take the opportunity to make the book interactive because when I did the first book, it was all words because I thought I was a writer and I am a pretty good writer, but you think if that's your favorite thing, you think everything else, everyone else wants to read too. But the truth is that people like to watch videos. They like to listen to audios they like to do exercises. They like to read. So by making the workbook interactive and touching on all those learning styles, I can activate the enthusiasm of authors and experts and speakers around the world and serve them more boldly and more brilliantly than I ever have before. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And I want to tell you one other little thing that's really kind of exciting for authors to consider when I did the first book, I just wanted to get it out there and I didn't even worry about putting it on Amazon and I didn't even deal with the whole Amazon bestseller campaign. It was just beyond what I could deal with in that moment. But this time I got this bright idea. What if I took the preview to the workbook and uploaded it to Kindle just to see what would happen? And on the 4th of July weekend, I uploaded it to Kindle. I said a little prayer. I walked the dog. The next morning, I was curious. I looked and I thought, oh my gosh, this thing is capturing an audience and I'm not even doing anything. And so I sent an email or two and I did a little social media and my Bye Bye Boring Bio 26-page preview achieved Amazon number one bestseller status in four categories overnight. And so now I have that additional credential, which makes the workbook even more intoxicating. And... I am so proud of it. I can just, my button, button buttons are bursting with pride because it's, it's the answer to a prayer for authors, speakers, and experts who need to raise their voice, make their impact, speak up virtually, and spell out their greatness, broadcast their brilliance, and do it now so they can bring in more clients, connections, collaborations, and cash into their shopping cart because who doesn't need more of that, especially right now? Absolutely, Nancy. And I just have to say, there is a link um, over in the show notes, several links to connect with Nancy, but one of them is a link to go and check out her Bye Bye Boring Bio um, 2020 version of the workbook. And I will tell you, Nancy, that on my desk, um, I know these are audio podcasts, not video podcasts, but on my desk, I have your original version of the of the book. And there are, you know, turn down pages and highlights and all sorts of stuff in here for all of the great information that you provided from the original one. And Nancy recently sent me a copy of the newer one. And honest to goodness, like if you don't go over to the show notes and grab a copy of this for yourself, if you are struggling at all with your bio, um, feel like, ooh, maybe I need to revisit my bio or I haven't started or attempted to write it yet. Like this resource is honestly um, I recommend it to all of my authors because it is the best resource out there to help you create a really great bio. And the new 2020 edition is is just fantastic. I mean, the first one was great. That helped me have a massive breakthrough around my own bio. 
Um, but this 2020 version, you know, offers even more. I don't know how you did that, but you did. And <laughs> the, the link is over there in the show notes for you. So please do go check that out. Because anything else you want to say about that, Nancy? I have another question I want to ask before we wrap up. But anything you want to share specifically about the 2020 version that people can um, learn more about in the show notes? Well, what I, what I want to say is that the, the, the free preview is offered as a gift. The workbook is available for purchase. And I have another program called Podcast Dream Guest Mastery, which includes this book and five deep dive lessons about how to be the podcast dream guest host like Christine can't wait to book on their shows. Because here again, begin with the end in mind. You don't just want to cross off the bucket list that you got your book done. You want to take your book into the marketplace and have thousands of people celebrate what you have contributed with their dollars Instead of becoming browsers, they become buyers. And you also want to know how to do that like a pro at hello. And the podcast Dream Guest Mastery piece is something that when you master, you will be stepping up to bigger stages, selling more books, transforming more lives, and living your legacy now. And that's really what I want for every author who is inspired to do that. Thank you so much for sharing more about all of that, Nancy. And again, you can go check out the show notes. All the links are there for you. So before we wrap, Nancy, the question that I always love to end with is what is the most important nugget that you want people to remember from this episode today? Like, what do you most want them to walk away with? Create a sloppy first copy that makes you smile and revisit it a week later. Get it done, make it fun, and get on with it because the world needs your manuscript and they need you. So put yourself in it and make it happen. Excellent. I, and I always, the only way any of my authors get their books done is by doing a sloppy copy first. We also call it something else that I won't mention here or <laughs> the episode will have to be labeled explicit. Um, but, uh, you know, sloppy copy first is how to get it done. Don't expect perfection right off the bat. Write it, go, you know, leave it for a week and then go back and take another le- look and keep, keep crafting. And again, the Bye Bye Boring um, Bio Book 2020 it will definitely help you do that. And I didn't realize that you had the podcast um, course available as well. So I'm grateful that we're sharing that too with everyone. Cause you know, it does, I get a lot of people pitching me to be on this show and I'm, you know, you have to be selective with who I bring to my audience. So if you want to be able to stand out um, from the crowd in a way that really, you know, attracts people to you, uh, Nancy's a great one to do that. So Nancy, I'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to have you on the show today and to share your brilliance and wisdom with everyone. Um, so just thanks for your time and thank you for the resources that you're sharing with everyone in the show notes. And I appreciate everything you're doing to help people like my listeners um, write a really brilliant bio. Well, thank you. And I would just say one more thing. Remember the bio is the door opener to the something more that you want approach it with that idea in mind and the world can be your oyster. Christine, thank you Mm. so much for having me on the show. It's just such a pleasure. And I look forward to more opportunities to collaborate and share in the future. Wonderful. Thank you again so much, Nancy. And to you listeners, thank you for being here. Thank you for being the kind of person who took a half hour out of your life, your day today to do something for yourself 
for the, you know, liberation and the expression and the sharing and the expansion of your message. Like this is why you're here. And I know your time is valuable. So thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I can't wait to see you on the next episode, or at least you'll hear me on the next episode. And until then, happy writing. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.